Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! What up, I'm Slider Whistle and Immune's trying to enact a hostile takeover of the podcast. I'm not gonna Google Doc. Okay, okay, listen up, guys. All I did was change the permissions of the Google Doc momentarily so that these two could just view it because as we were looking over it to see what we were gonna talk about this episode, Slide accidentally started deleting everything. And here I was thinking this was a triumvirate. And by I, I mean Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire, and Horn punching back. But it turns out it's a dictatorship. I mean, fair enough. I'm the one that that manages these notes. And also, I guess, by the way, I am immunization. <laughs> Ooh, you're out of order, bitch. You out of order. Like Donald J. Trump, bitch. Woohoo! So nice they got him twice. Two time, two time, two time impeached president. Did you know that he is half of all U.S. president impeachments? That's actually kind of a crazy stat if you think about it. Huh. It's a beautiful stat. It's a beautiful baby. Remember when so YouTube made been a- banned? For- <laughs> he has been banned from every <laughs> media there is. Do you think he still has a Battle.net login? Do you think he's hopping on Steve Bannon's? Steve Battle.net's? So you know how, like, when he got his Twitter taken away, he personally started asking, like, pretty much, you know, all of his advisors, his family members, random people he found on the street if he could log into their Twitter accounts. So it would not surprise me if um, Bannon did offer his WoW account. You know, they just want to get back to basics because that is, you know, how they founded this whole far right movement. <laughs> I just want to go to all the loyal citizens of Kekistan in Western Plaguelands. I want to let him know that the dream's not dead, but I need to level up some more. <laughs> I like that. That was pretty good. Uh, why did I just get a Huffington Post news alert that says, Huffington Post has identified one of the defining themes of Trump's presidency. Fear of pussy. What? Huffington Post? Excuse me. I'm recording a podcast. Huffington Post said, in our, <laughs> in our perspective, as journalists, quote, this is what no pussy does to a motherfucker. Huffington Post says, quote, It was all over for Trump when Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion released WAP. WAP, WAP, WAP. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> now I'm thinking about you too still. Um, okay, well, um, I guess now we can um, <laughs> talk about the world of Warcraft. <laughs> oh boy, can we? <laughs> Uh, what should we do first? You guys want to do, how about, ooh, ooh, let's do what we did in WoW first for the first time in, like, what, 70 fucking episodes? Yeah, remember when we had, like, a format at the beginning of this podcast where, like, we were very structured in everything we did, and now, like, what we did in WoW is sometimes just, like, in the last two minutes of the podcast? Sometimes we have no segments at all somehow. (laughs) I re-listened to episode one the other day, and it was... 30 seconds in it's like what did we do in wow and i was like wow we really lost touch with that one but i'm ready to get back on track i'm gonna start wow this week i got all of my reputations exalted it's over baby and guess what you probably think it's a big, rewarding experience, but it's hollow as fuck. Well, you get some achievements. Yeah, and some mounts, I guess, but not some backpacks. 
at Blizzard at Ian Hazakostas. Give me some more backpacks, please. I don't want to keep leveling characters, even though I totally will. So you can't get the Covenant backpacks if you're not part of that Covenant? No. It. I expected of the four people that you see in like the semicircle in Ouroboros, I expected all of the things to unlock, but they have some exclusive stuff only for their covenants, even if you are exalted. So I can get one of the mounts from everyone, which I have, but I cannot get their backpacks, which is really defeating because I was really looking forward to that Arden wield one with like the moths. <laughs> so you need to level alts like through all of them and get up yes. high enough rep. That's and, annoying. And then I don't know if it carries over. Like if I booty is a part of the Kyrian, if I get her to max level, will Growlina be able to get the stuff she unlocked or will it just be exclusive? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't know how that works. I feel like it'll be Covenant locked, but the what happens to like alts and stuff. So, I don't know. So I think what you're going to have to do is if you have a Mog that you really need, like, the, the Ardenwield Moths as a part of, you will need to momentarily switch Covenants for your Mog and then switch back. <laughs> Hold everyone. I'm trying to be real, real on fleek today. Let me just level in my Covenant real quick. It's possible there may be a boss, a world boss in Ardenwield that drops the Moth backpack. Because I know that the Necrolords have this really fucking cool, like, Ghostbusters, like, green power pack that I really want. And they have it in their Covenant campaign, but it also drops off of one of the gross, like, rotten ham horse things in in their zone. Mm. Honestly, the one I'm really trying to get is the Curian. It's just like a big ring, but it's the size of the mage uh, flying disc mount. I saw Gandolin had it, and I was like, shit, I want that. But I don't want to be a Curian because they're Snoozeville. Wait, is Gandolin a Curian mage? He has to be because he had that backpack. He, it, it might he might have gotten it off of a boss because I think he might be Night Fae. So there's hope, I think. But other than that, I then got stupid and dipped into the mount you get at the end of leveling up your story. And so I just got that today, which makes your boy poor again. You. And me both, because I'm also sitting at zero amina. Ah, my table's at, like, level one. But it ain't matter, because that's what I did in WoW. Slide Whistle, what did you do this week? I continue to ignore every other rep, but the chosen one, Venari, and her little striped pantaloons, and I hit exalted with that. Well, I guess not exalted. What is it? I'm like her, like account now or whatever. All right, what? Yeah, what is the you top? You just wanna be appreciated. I was gonna say it's appreciated, right? <laughs> yeah, it's appreciated. I don't really. I felt. I felt like she tricked me. <laughs> I felt like she tricked all of us because once you hit appreciated, you get this little quest that's like the seventh rule of Venari or whatever. And we, I help her kill a dude, 
And then she's like, well, by the way, now we've entered a contract together. So now we are bound together forever. So if anything happens to me, it happens to you and vice versa. And I'm like, I didn't sign up for any of this shit. Just because you like me now and I can do your taxes doesn't mean I'm going to be in a blood oath with you. Yeah, you came into my location at this H&R block and asked me to do your taxes. This was not a legally binding contract. She really gets the the raw deal of that, though, because, like, think how many times you die in, like, PvP or raid. This, air quotes, woman is dying, exploding, coming back, and dying every 15 minutes or so every Tuesday and Wednesday. My Stygia. <laughs> Said in the tunes of, my sunglasses. <laughs> you hear that guy who, got his, who died <laughs> because he tried to get his sunglasses? You know? <laughs> I was about to be like, yes, but we've never told the audience. Uh, there was a man who was medically decapitated by a roller coaster at Cedar Point, Ohio. And uh, we like to really goof on him. Okay. I mean, I I feel like he he won his Darwin Award. If you lose your sunglasses and you hop over not one, not two, but I think it was four fences to get into the uh, underneath the roller coaster for my sunglasses. He had his head kicked off. I really feel for the girl that actually kicked his head off and broke her shins. She's the one who has it way worse. That sucks. Yeah, because she lived. She has broke. She had a broken shin and slash leg, and then she has to live knowing that she decapitated someone. <laughs> Response is stupidity. Do you think that was a bragging point? Like, it was like, Jennifer, do not even fuck with me. Do you know what I did this summer? I kicked the sunglass man's head off. Oh, God, I hope she's okay. Please, if you're listening to the podcast and you're out there, Jennifer, please let us know that you're doing fine. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm exalted. I'm appreciated with Fadari. I am shit out of anima. Because I had to make a difficult choice on what my building upgrade was going to be. And I dumped my 22 souls that I freed from the mall. And I twisted their souls and bound them to Mushroom Man. So they could make me a sick portal to Oribos. Ooh. Aaron's, Aaron's over there like, oh, well, I don't need a portal to Oribos. And I'm sitting no, here I like... Was li- I was literally like... Wow, what direction will I go in? Because I don't need that. What? So, because I, I remember we talked about this before about how Ardenweald has so many ports around the map because it's bigger. Or like, have you guys looked at that at the last tier of like what your teleport mirrors are? Like, are they cool? Are they decent? I I would assume it just takes you to like Menagerie of the Mad King and the upper left. Those are the only two zones that have flight points that don't have mirrors. But like I was like I also made the choice about which one I wanted to upgrade to rank three this week. I chose the Anima Conductor. But when I was looking at the teleportation network, as far as I could tell, I also have not looked into it too much, so I don't know. Like I could like look it up on why I had to be like hundred percent sure. But like as far as I could tell, it didn't say anything added besides a port to Oribos. So that seems really shitty if we just get like. A transportation network that has one portal to Orbos and then four mirrors. That's kind of shitty. That would be crazy. I mean, I know we talked about the disparity between them, but like mine added three or four more ports and an Orbos port and another Mushroom Man quest. That gives me like 
700 rep for fucking doing it. Yesterday, I hung out with the blue turtle and I brought him back some dolls. And then today, I just caught some moths with a, with a, with a straight up Animal Crossing net. Like, that's what I did today for a quest. Like, what? <laughs> it's pretty fucking awesome. This is not even like a Covenant War put down. At this point, you have like 10 different places the Mushroom Man can take you. And I can't think of 10 locations in Ardenweald. That's the thing. Some of these ports are really weird. Some of these ports take me to places that like, there's not much to do there, but maybe like two or three world quests. Um, they come in handy, though, a lot for when there's bounties up in war mode, because then I can just port to them and I can murder them. But yeah, like a lot of them are just kind of random. I mean, like I could reach any corner of the map now. That's cool, I guess. But yeah, you're not wrong. Some are just kind of middle of nowhere. But now I can access the super secret islands that float off the edge. And there's not anything to do there but catch some butterflies. Oh, we've already been there. You've been to one of the islands? There's like four or five. Thank you very much, ma'am. Do you think there will be a big cry on the forums when flying eventually comes that Arden Wieldians will be like, why our exclusive islands are being invaded by tourists now? You know, that is going to actually be interesting when flying comes because I feel like Ardenweald is very navigable without flying, but then you have fucking your hell zone that is Revendreth that basically needs flying to be like comfortable. But, like, I don't need it. Like, my zone's cool. <laughs> also, I doubt you'll be able to fly from zone to zone because there's so much ethereal space between them. So would it just be within the zone you're in? Question mark? You know, you'd think that. But somebody goblin glided from the top of Ardenweald's big tree into the maw. So you might be able to actually fly out there. The only thing is, I think the goblin gliding took what? Like, was it like hours? Yeah, I think it was like, it was over an hour and a half. I don't remember exactly how long it was, but it's like to the point where it's not worth it. <laughs> I guess if you want to go on a nice soothing trip and you're tripping balls and you can go for it, just fly on out there to other zones. Um, I did some other stuff, but I'll just let Immune talk because I've been talking a lot and I want to make another drink. Ooh. Well, I also became appreciated with Venari. And, oh, Slide and I did the first floor of Twisting Corridors this week. It's a lot easier when you're with somebody else. That's for sure. And then I also made a point to clear out my quest log of all the quests that I just had built up, which also led me to finally getting Shadowlands Loremaster, so... That is done. And then, oh, I crafted my second legendary, the um, the res cape from Legion, except it's pants now. But it, I've been using it during like our, our progression rating, and it's actually been really helpful because, I, I don't know, we're, we're just wiping, so it like, is helpful to basically get an extra life. So this is in place of the best in slot one that you had to kill Daddy Denathrius to get? Yeah, this is, like, what people were saying is, like, the second best Holy Legendary, especially good for, like, progressing through raids. It's, like, not the best in slot, but it is helpful if, like, you're progressing and wiping a lot. And it's interesting. It basically makes it so that, like, after I die and go to angel form, I come back to life again, like, as, like, my normal Draenei form. I still really wonder what the interaction would be if you were Night Fae. What would proc first, the seed or the cape? 
Um, I think the seed, maybe? Wait, hold up. If the seed procced, would you be in angel form? Or would you only be in angel form when the seed breaks? Whoa, there's probably literally zero Holy Priest Night Face, so and we're, we're never going to know. I'm going to maybe, like, level mine just to see what happens. Yeah, there's, like, it, that's, like, the lowest, like, priest combo of, like, spec and uh, covenant, I believe. So, uh, I don't know. If there's any of the, like, five of them out there that is a listener and wants to let us know, please do. Yo, what if what if one of the five is the girl that kicked off that guy's head, and she's like, double duty, I got the big email from both of these. <laughs> She's like, do I have an email for you? <laughs> but other than that, oh, also what I was questing, I don't know how I went this long without realizing this, but I only get, found it out because I had Stonehead, Stonehead in my Ember Court this week, and in order to invite him, you need to be best friends with him, and there's an achievement tied to that, and there's a quest tied to that, and... If you do this quest, you like disguise yourself as a rock, get the quest, and then bring him snacks, and then he becomes your best bud, and then he lets you freely pass by him without him picking you up and throwing you. And I'm like, I'm really embarrassed that I did not know this was a thing. It would have made traversing this area a lot easier. Yeah, you know, I actually passed through there, and he didn't throw me. I just was able to walk. I was like, is he bugged? Like, I didn't have a rock or anything. But maybe it's because I brought him all those bug snacks. Bunger, bunger. Get out of here. Friday. Friday. Um, but other than that, I've also been Okay, so this is embarrassing. I said that I got my anime conductor up to the max level now, but until this week, I have not really been doing any of the daily quests or things associated with the anime conductor. Girl! <laughs> You've just been plugging them in and being like, gonna go out. <laughs> I'm gonna go now. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I've been doing the same thing because I fucking hate Boy. <laughs> I hate my anima conductor quests. They take way too long and I don't have time for that shit. Okay, that so, like, fucking bat sees me every day at 3 p.m. and he goes, <laughs> No, please. I go, I gotta do that. I gotta become a big stone boy and I gotta open the box. I'm sorry, bat. Those are my three. Yeah, so like. I don't know, when we were talking about, like, the bat last week and how you got them with Grateful Offerings, I'm like, wait, how do you get Grateful Offerings again? And I was like, fuck, I could have been farming them with my Anima Conductor quests that I've been ignoring for the whole expansion. So, yeah, I've been doing those daily now. It's, like, on my list of things to do now. That's another thing that I'm embarrassed about. Which which one have you been doing? Um, So, I've been doing, like, the two that you get, like, up on the the cliffs up by... uh, pride fall hamlet up there there's like two daily quests that spawn there every day they're like rent they're different mm. every day and then i've been doing the one where it's a world quest where you choose one of the gargoyle people to train yeah yeah those that, that one's pretty f- easy f- fuck the lady one <laughs> i've been doing them She's both like I've been, I've been switching back and forth between them and i guess every day you do it they like level up a little bit and like their appearance changes like they, they get a little more, bit more of armor and then they get gain another ability so, like, my dude has six abilities now. What the fuck? What are you guys talking about? What is this? My fucking conductor quest, I have to go collect 50 nuts from Spriggans, and I have to go kill, like, 35 weird tree people or whatever. Like, and then nothing changes. No one's getting any armor. What? What? That's the only one that's like that. Um, like, the two daily ones up on the Hamlet that I was talking about, they're ones that are kind of like yours, where it's like... 
one day, like, I almost, like, didn't finish the quest because it was literally, like, go and kill 50 bats. I'm like, where are all these bats? Like, you have to, like, wait for them to respawn or, like, go travel around the map. It took me way longer than it should have. Yeah, other than that, I also I also have been killing the big, big bat uh, that you need the spear to throw at um, every day once I heard that you can get, like, the bat from it. You know what? That's what I like right now about Shadowlands is that it feels like there's just so much to do mm-hmm. that like in 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 a week span there's no fucking way i can do every single thing like like this week we did a lot of mythic plus we did we did some 10s some 11s which is pretty high like we haven't hit that high like in a while but then like i'm missing all this questing stuff and i'm ignoring my world quests and i now i'm ignoring the maw like there's just so much shit going on i kind of love it yeah, honestly, I cut them all out of my daily routine once I got appreciated with Venari. I guess I technically should still be going there every once in a while to get the Stygia in case I ever want to, like, socket my gear. But that can wait for another day. I have already cashed out all of my Stygia into all my sockets. And I'm like, I got no Stygia, and I, I kind of need to stock up on some more. So I'm going to start going to the mall, I think, again picking up that shit because also i have conduits that are just like not upgraded and you can upgrade a random conduit like your lowest one to the next level with stygia for kind of cheap so i'm like fuck i gotta go back and get the fucking stygia but yeah that is what i did in wow this week do we want to talk about this last week in raid no sounds good aaron have you done twisted corridors yet i have done I've gotten the first clue out of Twisted Corridors, but there was a bunch of stuff I wanted to do this week to get Exalted and to get the Anima to get the mount. So I was like, I'm going to save that for next week. So I have gone six levels in it and then left. I mean, that's still the fastest way to get the clues, I think. Just do 666. Whoa. Hey, hey, come on. This is a Christian server. Praise the Lord. Praise him. All right, let's talk about Raid now. We did it. I'm proud of us. I'm I'm shocked and awed at our yeah, group. We, I was like, we're not getting nowhere. We we did more than we thought. Yeah, I left pleasantly surprised last night. So group one, our group, is five out of ten heroic now. And I don't remember where we were as of last week's recording, but I feel like we just made like leaps and bounds worth of two, progress. Two out of ten. Yeah, so we downed three new bosses, which is Hungering and then we did artificer and then we got down kelthos but yes we have we are now halfway through and i think this is about where we'll be for a while yeah well so the thing is on on tuesday we were actually i think all of us were just pretty fucking sloppy like me included I mean, like it was the eve. Like we were all, we were all kind of reeling still from like the capital riots and like all like the shit that happened afterwards. So I think everyone was just heavily distracted by all kinds of shit. Because boy howdy, I, we made so many mistakes. I'm like, even on Shriekwing, like half the raid was dead by the end of it, weren't they? Like there was there were pools everywhere. We had a tank down. Like it was like, oh man, it's gonna be a tough night. Yeah, but and th- then um last night we. I don't know. I, f- I just felt like we pretty professionally progressed through all the bosses we pulled. Like, it is steady, but we got it done. Yeah, it, it was classic Phoenix Fusion 
old old guild progression where we're gonna all fuck up the most easiest mechanics eight times in a row and on the ninth time we're gonna slice it in half somehow <laughs> i don't know how yeah so we pretty much almost caught up to group two they're six out of ten i think the only additional thing they've dropped is uh dark vane and then they uh hit i think it's their first wall they've hit basically this entire raid tier where they are wiping on blood council now and honestly i'd i'd like to uh congratulate myself for that one i uh i poisoned them that makes sense because like they they cleared six heroic bosses in one night on tuesday and then the next night they weren't able to hit anything and i'm like I'm fr- I'm afraid like okay I, Dark Vein is gonna be fucking hard for this for for our group. We struggled on normal, and I guarantee you, if we went in on normal right now, we would still struggle on Dark Vein with this group. Well, we'll find out this weekend. Oh yeah, I forgot about well, but it's both groups combined. Ooh, so Cubby Bub's doing it. She's gonna show up and get her ass blasted, and I'll be like, that's how it is in raid, baby. <laughs> Yeah, so we're doing a normal run on Saturday this weekend. I think people are going to take combinations of alts or something. I might do it as Shadow, or if we need another healer, I'll just do it on my main. That's fine. It turns out literally everybody was trying to pug on Saturday, and we were just like, wait, why are we all pugging if we can just like combine? It's interesting. I actually, I think I might try to get a resto set going. That way, if you do want to do damage, you do damage, and I can do something different that's not just mindlessly clawing things to death for an hour and a half. Because it, it should be fast, right? It, sh- it shouldn't be long. Yeah, I think we'll, it'll be a shorter raid than our normal night. Okay, so real quick, as we're approaching the half here, I recently saw Wowhead put out a little infographic about how tough dungeons were to go through in mythics and they put it put out a tier list for it and considering you guys are big cool mythic 10 and mythic 11 raiders i want to ask your opinion on if you feel like this is correct yeah so i think they do one of these every week and it's like dependent on what the the um for like the three affixes are in addition to private so i think that changes it but like what, what is this week's list Oh, I did not know that then. I apologize if this segment is hollower. But um, so would you agree? I'm just going to phrase it as uh, dungeons in general tier listing. Would So for F, they have Sanguine Depths. Would you say Sanguine Depths is an F tier dungeon? So like the hard, like is that like the hardest then? Yeah, like the worst. So this week definitely because this week is tyrannical and a tyrannical you basically get to you learn all the boss mechanics you ignored because you could blow them up the previous week and let me tell you sanguine depths is at the very fucking bottom of my list period because people never fucking get the beam boss correct and on tyrannical there's more beams you're in there for so long i hate Sanguine Depths on Tyrannical Week. Absolutely. It's a Z rating for me. I agree with this this rating, though. I feel like out of all the dungeons, it's probably the one that has the hardest bosses. So especially on a week one, it's Tyrannical. It's probably going to be the hardest. So the next one up is D-tier, Necrotic Wake, and Theater of Pain, which, granted, I guess is for, for specific Apexes, but I would place them higher than D-tier, personally. 
at least Theater of Pain. I actually like Theater of Pain, but uh, I feel like Necrotic Wake has definitely given our us trouble, especially the first boss. Necrotic Wake is also Z tier. I hate that fucking dungeon. I hate. <laughs> I swear it is not. I have gone into that fucking dungeon with so many different people, so many different class combinations, and I swear to God, the first boss will kill us at least two times every single time whether it be because it's a trash or because no one's killing the fucking maggots or because somebody barked on everybody i hate it i don't like it yeah that and then that one big uh trash mob right after that boss or like that make that really hard and then if you have people who don't know how to do the hooks however they did actually as of yesterday 18 19 hours ago they nerfed necrotic bolt which is the one that made it so tanks couldn't be healed so cheers immune you should be happy about that shit that is good to know. So for C tier, they just throw a lot of them in. It's apparently Plague Fall, Da Utter Side, and Spires of Ascension, which I know this is specific Aphexes, but I feel like the other side I enjoy much more than those other two. Yeah, I'm trying to think about this from like Tyrannical. They probably put the other side lower because of probably the mana storms i feel like that one is will probably wipe a lot of people on tyrannical yeah i was like who which boss yep it's the mana storms because the car is still easy the museum is a fucking joke that that lowest sucks yeah it doesn't matter how much health he has and then the artificer guy whatever the fuck the fake zymox (laughs) fake mox c c celeb tier zymox (laughs) so B tier is just Halls of Atonement. Halls of Atonement. Okay, I always confuse this with Spires of Ascension. Halls of Atonement is your guys' home, it right? It is. Yeah, Revendreth. It ends with Lord Chamberlain. It has just a bunch of random vampire guys as bosses. I feel like this one will always be pretty easy, no matter what the fixes are. Maybe it's just because I've run it so much that I know the paths, and it just feels easy. The bosses aren't really that hard, I feel like, even... Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Atonement is kind of like this season's uh, Helia dungeon. What the fuck was that one called? Moth's Moth Souls. It's technically not the shortest, but when we have Immune, who's a guaranteed Venthyr, we know we're going to have a Gargoyle every time, so it's pretty... Okay, so what's A tier? What's even left? A tier, the only thing left is Mists of Tirna Scythe. Oh, yeah. Which I okay. guess it's easier for this one because it has fewer bosses, and like if you know the maze then that's less difficult. I just, I don't like that one, so that knocks it down my tier listing just on merit. Okay, so supposedly, and by supposedly, I mean Papa Cheese told me that healers are the ones that are supposedly supposed to do the maze while people take care of all of the trash in there. And I'm like, "Mm, bitch, no, I'm not doing that shit. I'm so bad at that. I lied. Miss is actually going to be, yeah, Miss can place... Uh, halls of, can replace halls of atonement that is the one i can do with my eyes closed mostly because when it comes to the maze i close my eyes and i'm like somebody else do this yeah, for me someone else do this i'll stand next to one so that the symbol shows up that's no, my contribution that's exactly what i was gonna say the most i ever do is park myself in front of one so everyone can see and somebody else can figure out where we gotta go but I, I do love Mist because I always feel useful because I'm, I'm Night Face. I'm, I'm, I'm opening up the side paths when it comes to the stupid freezing fox on the on the little uh, fairy fae fight. I can just root it. 
I'm I'm knocking back everything. I just feel useful as fuck in that dungeon. So I like it. And also it's got Tridova. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves just yet. Yeah, because this brings us to this week's sexiest NPC of the week. I'm talking about <gasps> our favorite little slug girl. I don't know the gender of this thing. A female, I believe. Oh, Tridova. Mm. Ooh, from the mists of Tirna Scythe itself, this, uh, sexy Gormama. The matron of the mists <laughs> rears her head to tread over my dick. <laughs> okay, so I was gonna say, is her name, like, a pun on tread over? <laughs> that I'm just realizing now. I hope so, because she's gonna tread over this dick. Ooh, I'm just thinking about, like... Okay. I don't wanna... I don't want to ruin the mood here, but, like, imagine getting, like, a beach from Tradova. I feel like that would probably be a little painful. Ooh, girl, maybe that's what I'm into. A little bit of gristle. Gristle me timbers. A little bit of roughage with my jammer. Oh, show me your Kool-Aid jammer, Tradova. I mean, Tradova does have also... It kind of does good, like does not go well with the rest of her aesthetic, but she has two horns that would probably be good to hold on to in the sheets. <laughs> she she is very porous. I feel like you could really uh, approach her from any angle to uh, to really get it in. I'm going for a twofer references a twofer references to the Slurm Queen of Futurama, the first of which was not made on the podcast, but in the group chat. But she's fucking giving me real Slurm Queen from Futurama vibes. Mm. When, when you I said want that you were that magic, magic milk. <laughs> oh god! When you said you were going to make another reference, I was really, really, really worried you were somehow going to make another Little Nicky reference. <laughs> My little Nicky. <laughs> My copy of Little Nicky on DVD. How did I lose this on the Raptor? She also has the ability to mind control you to make you do whatever the fuck she wants, including Hearth Home, because you're done with this one. Yes. She's like, I truthfully, I'm, I'm not your type. You should leave. She's like, I came. I got what I need. You're out of here now. <laughs> now, I don't want to rock the boat here. But a comment on Wowhead did make me think about this. If Tradova is a sexiest NPC of the week, does that mean we got to give it up to my boy Gahoon? No. Because that is the same model without the horns. I mean, the horns honestly make it, but like, I could, I could be Gahoon's honey. No. Tradova is hitting us with her beautiful green bodily fluids she's giving us leg she's giving us sexy gahoon is she giving us leg? <laughs> does she have so, a leg so like what what part of her is where like the rest of her body ends and leg begins is she just like a head on the rest of her leg sorry i misspoke she's giving us foot so she's just a foot uh, <laughs> i guess she is a foot 
Hell yeah. But fucking Gahoon, he's spitting out these gross, like, white moldy spores. He's whispering. Uh, don't forget when you first see him, he's literally a, a butthole and a glory hole. Like, fuck that. I don't think so. No, yeah, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I put my wiener in there. <laughs> this is about Tredova, not about Gahoney. Oh my god. It's got teeth, like the hit movie Teeth. Oh boy, it's seventh grade all over again. Alright, Trudova, well I guess I'll see you soon because I I think I have a key for you, I think. One of us uh, does. The, the key to my heart and to my house. But please wipe your foot before coming in. She's just gonna drag slime everywhere, I think. Okay, bye Trudova. You get your award soon. That was her. Ooh, well, I get all this excess slime off my body. Growlina, cover us for, mm, I don't know, two minutes? Why, hello there, listeners. It's been a little while, but your girl is back on the scene. I'm here with Alvaribo, as they make the difficult choice as to who to pledge their loyalty to. Al, what has stunted your progress on your covenant journey? Well, I'm really just weighing my options as far as abilities and conduit powers. It's just a lot to think about. I fully understand, but I say you gotta forget all of that. All those things are secondary to the mounts. That's what really matters. Do you really think so? Of course. You need to pick a place with something cool to ride. You don't want something mundane like a lion or a deer or a nasty dinosaur. You want something exotic like a gargan. What's a gargan? It's like a cool spiked bear dog. It's clearly the best option. I'm looking at this thing now, and it doesn't seem very cool. <sighs> well, what can I say? Maybe you just don't get them. And if you don't understand them, then who knows if you'll ever understand us. I'm going to take my gaggle of gargans and be on my way while you sit and think. And anyway, until next time, DN Army, it's been Growl! Spoiler warning, everyone! We're back! Because everything we do on this podcast is pretty much a spoiler warning, but... Man, let me tell you, I bought some weighted blankets the other day. It sounds like a Jerry Seinfeld joke. I bought some weighted blankets. What's the deal with heavy blankets? You get on from, and then you wake up the next day! Grimer, can you believe it? Kramer spotted at the Capitol riots. <laughs> uh, talk, can we talk about Aunt Tifa for a second? Oh, like I can't. Aww. She's she's so adorable, but she's also a white supremacist, and I hope they throw her in jail. Man, that uh, somebody knows where she is, and no one's giving her name out. But maybe it's for the best. You, you know who doesn't know where they are? <laughs> Aunt Tifa. God, she looks so lost. 
you can't you can't stumble upon storming the U.S. Capitol though. So she, yeah, as Aaron said, she's a white supremacist, and we should probably normalize like making old people accountable for their actions. Anyway, back to my weighted blanket I was talking about. I recently received the COVID-19 vaccine, and let me tell you, the most first-world problem I could think of is that my weighted blanket was hurting my COVID vaccine arm. (laughs) (laughs) My sister-in-law had a co-worker that received the vaccine, and she was like, all day, she was such a bitch about it. She was like, oh, I can't lift this. I'm important. I got vaccinated. My little arm hurts. Who would do that? Who would fucking dare to do that? Slide with literally picking anything up over the last 25 hours. (laughs) It hurts. All right. I guess we can talk about the ending of our Covenant campaigns. And to be fair... I got a bone to pick. Ooh, I got some bones to pick too because I'm kind of disappointed in mine. I don't know about you guys. Uh, a little bit, but you want you want to start with the night Fae one slide? I guess. So basically, a lot of it was just like two to three weeks of edging us about like the night warriors. We have to the gay night warriors. We have to get their power, and it's like okay, yes, like the husband shared it with his whatever, like their powers, and then it ended. And then it was like, here's Holm High Mountain. He can hunt down the other Night Warriors to share the power with, power with with Taronda. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And he's like, but first, help me do this. And I'm like, okay. So yeah, I helped him kill some shit. And then he's like, next week. I'll see you next week. And I was like, Holm, come on, man. So then it's next week. And he found all the Night Warriors. And I'm not even, I'm sitting here. I did the quest. And I'm like, wait, did he? Did he find the Night Warriors? I don't remember seeing anybody else. Uh, I, Where's home? Because what happened then this week was a Drust invasion, basically, where we were like, that's it. We're going to fucking kill the Drust. We're going to stop the new Gorak, Gorak Zara, whatever her name is. And we go to kill her and we, we straight up, we body her ass. We down her so quick. And it turns out she fucking tricked us and she made us kill Aralon. The satyr from the opening uh, cinematic. Oh my god, from the Ursoc cinematic. Yes, Ooh, yes, I did see Cubby Bub do that, and I was like, "Oh hey, there he is." Wait, so she did some like illusion magic and made made you guys kill him instead of her? Yes, yes. She, she made him look like a, a witch, her, like a she, matron from BFA. That, that's how she looks. So like, she disguised him as herself, and she obviously like. I guess corrupted him a little bit, and so we, we dropped her so fast. I was like, "Wow, that was very disappointing." And then it's fucking Aralon, and I was like, "Okay, he's gonna be okay, right?" He literally gave some last dying words, and he just fucking died. And it was kind of sad, honestly. I was like, "This sucks," but it was a good like emotional pull a little bit. Like if you're doing the campaign, like you know, you're kind of attached. But then after that, it was just like. The Winter Queen's like, we will have revenge. And we just kind of just, like, attack the Drust. And it's basically, like, a full-on war between the Wild Hunt and the Drust. But I don't know. They didn't give me a big enough role in it. Like, I was on Ysera's back, and I had it was that stupid quest where it's like, kill 150 Drust warriors. I'm like, how am I going to do that? Next thing I know, I'm fucking flying in the sky, fucking airbombing them. I'm like, come on, man. I hate airbombing quests. 
It's funny because we had one that was similar as well, but we'll get to that. It was so underwhelming. I forgot it was a thing until you just mentioned it. Yeah, and 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 not only that, but when I'm airbombing them, they gave us a really bad camera angle, so like it didn't even look good. Like the wild hunt is literally fighting them down below, and I'm just like pew 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 pew. So whatever, that's fine. Did that. Uh, the Winter Queen is she's actually fighting. She's like she was literally the coolest thing about this thing was she was literally sending Drust hurtling above her head into a portal like i don't know where this portal is but like she was literally throwing the dress out of ardenweald as she was sassing the fuck out of them she was literally like you could have protected these forests you could have been guardians of the grove but instead you are nothing short of disappointments i was like damn girl oh shit she just cut a promo she's throwing him over the top rope did the winter queen just win the ardenweald royal rumble (laughs) i mean yeah she did and she wasn't alone. She had, she like, Big Show Kane style, she brought her four boys because uh, I had to help Big Blue Bear in the Big Blue House and my favorite tree lady who hosts with all my, 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 um, I almost called it AP. Whoa, it's not called AP anymore. It's called Anima Power. Um, it's still AP. I had to help the big tree lady and I had to help just like, basically other prominent people who I've been hanging out with. It's whatever. With that, that was okay. One of the saddest things next to Aralon was throughout the whole campaign, my people have been getting corrupted and we've been like having to kill them. Lady Moonberry had to kill her friend again. She has like a little fae friend and she was like, Sparklewing, no, I can't fight you. It was very Pikachu be Pikachu. And so like we had to have, did they have a remix like sister, my sister, what are we fighting for? Lots to be much more as they like cry and slap each other. It basically was that, but it was a lot faster because she went sparkling. No, it just killed her immediately because Lady Blueberry's <laughs> OP as fuck. Wait, so- sparkling, don't make me do this. Uh, Bruh, she made me do it. Wait, so is this like instance number two, this expansion when like we are given evidence about how like Moonberry's power is like five tiers above anyone else? This is like, this is number seven. Like, Moonberry's ridiculous. Because she was like, Sparklewing, and then comma, other person, comma, other person. Who I also clustered with, but I didn't care about as much as Sparklewing or, or Aralance. So I was like, fuck them. We're killing Sparklewing. Yeah, it was, I mean, and then we just we just banished Gorak Zal, and she was like, you know, this isn't the last you've seen of me. Whatever, the classic shit. And so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I will say that this is just the end of the campaigns for now. In the future patches, it'll continue. So I guess it's fine that it's kind of left on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, definitely. I just feel like this was a, I don't know. I feel like the week with the Loas, which actually that might have been last week, was the Loa week that I dealt with. I hung out with the Druid who created, is she even a Druid? No, she's a wild god, Ashamain, who created basically the Pharaoh Druid. And I, I freed Ashermane, and I freed uh, the Loa Bat from Nazmir, and the, uh, Yasma, the spider. Or not Yasma. Is that her name Yasma? No, Yasma's the boss from BFA, right? Yeah. But I don't remember her name. But you also saw Razan. Razan, who gave his power to Vol'jin. That week was a lot more eventful than this week, I felt like. Because it literally literally is going to be like, Vol'jin's going to come back to life. And now it's like, no more Gorok's all. 
Yeah, I don't think you talked about this last week because I don't think you had done your campaign yet last week when, when we recorded. Oh shit! So last week was fucking baller because literally it's just me. It's me just freeing random wild gods in Loa that are chained up in the mall. People who I like I know and I've hung out with before, which was awesome because like Bonswami's helping out and he's trying to cut deals with Winter Queen and she she basically was just like to because Vol'jin is not supposed to be here. Vol'jin used the last of his power to come to the mall to help rescue his Loa. I would say friends, but they're just Loa that he knows. But we all go back to the Winter Queen, and she's literally like, what do I do with you? And she's like, maybe you can hang out with us, and when the time comes, you'll be reborn into your world. So basically, the Winter Queen is going to fucking rebirth Vol'jin into Azeroth, which is going to be wild when that happens. She's going to make him some sort of silly animal. She's going to be like, you are a frog now. Well, and then everyone will be like, mm, better than Rokon. So there'll just be like a f- blue frog sitting at the table. Well, so actually, like, Slide, you were telling me that, like, he did he fuse powers with Razan? Oh, yeah. So poor Razan. Poor, poor Razan. This man, this man, this dinosaur, <laughs> dinosaur died. Dinosaur. <laughs> These dinosaurs. He died in BFA and he was reanimated, turned evil. And so he was in the maw chained up. And he was so, basically, we were, we were too late to find him. And he was like, I'm dying. And Vol'jin's like, you can't die. You're the Loa of Kings. We we need you. They need you. And he's like, now you're the Loa of Kings. And he's like, I will give the last of my spirit within you. And if anybody asks, tell them that Razan was reincarnated inside of you, the new Loa of Kings. It's like, what the fuck? You can do that? So we're basically going to have Razan come back. Uh, wait, no. Razan slash Vol'jin come back to life and be Warchief slash Loa of Kings. Well, I think I think what's going to happen, because... So, in the book... What's her name? Troll Lady. Oh, my God. What's her fucking name? Princess... Queen Dalanji. So, her Loa is still Bonswamity, right? Because she was like, we will work together still. Like, we're not going to cut ties. But I think what's going to happen is they're going to end up... Bojin's going to end up coming back as a Loa. And he's basically going to be like a Bonswamity, but like... I mean, like, a good Bonswamdi, obviously, not a bad Bonswamdi. And I think he's going to replace Bonswamdi as her Loa. And then it would be, like, a weird, like, dovetail kind of thing. Where now, like, she has her Loa of Kings, Queens back. Whoa, that's kind of cool. And it would be Vol'jin. That's what I'm guessing is going to happen eventually, but we'll see. Because he, he can't be reborn as a regular person at this point, I don't think. I don't know. I, the, rules are, the rules are crazy. Who fucking knows? I feel like the rules are kind of thrown out right now because the Winter Queen was like, what do I do? Yeah, she's like, I don't know. This is new to me. But yeah, it was just, we, we threw out the trust, I guess. Whatever. What about you guys? What happened in your hot campaign? So it started this week where Prince Renathal was basically like, hey, champion, looks like uh, Laurent, uh, Laurenty, a.k.a. Sweaty Gumbo, has finished uh, fixing the mirror that we can use to go into Maldraxxus to try to track down where Kel'Thuzad is hiding. Well, not not even... Oh, was it? I He was just like, we have a mirror into Maldraxxus. And it's like, oh, do we have to find Kel'Thuzad? It'll fucking be at his house. And then you go in and it's like his advisors are all there. 
and you just you just whoop them. Yeah, you're you're with um KT like uh Kelthos, and you have to like like torture all of his minions until one of them tells you where he is, and then they're like, oh, he's hiding underground, and then at that point you just hop on Draven's back and take down all of the um the lich air forces i feel like is did, am i missing something or is no that... yeah you just throw laser beams and spears at like 15 dragon guys and he was like this is the number the number has been achieved now the air is clear to kale or kelthuzad's magic base yeah and then we fly back down and regroup with um god it's confusing because, like, this this quest line is very heavily involved with both Kael'thas and Kel'thuzad, but you regroup with Kael'thas, and then also, I, I, the whole time I was wondering if this story, if this end of this Covenant campaign is overlapping slash the same as the campaign for the Maldraxxi. It, Be- it very much felt like we were guests in their story. <laughs> right? Because, like, during this whole time, then when, when you come back down, then you're just, like, fighting off all of the Lich forces alongside all of the champions of the Meldraxxus Covenant. So, like, you're fighting alongside Draka, Lady Vash, another a good Lich, I don't remember her name, and then, like, a few other ones that I assume are, like, big names in, like, the Meldraxxus Covenant, like, it, like akin to, like, Ardraven. So, I'm like, I, either this is, like, one campaign, or, like, yeah, as you said, we're just, like, guests here. It felt kind of weird. So we roll up on the central chamber where it's just Kel'Thuzad, who, I mean, I guess because he's a boss, I always expect him to be like, oh, he's really cool. He's only like six, seven feet tall. He's just like some guy in the middle. How tall how tall do you think Kel'Thuzad was? I thought he was like nine, ten feet tall. He's a huge skeleton man. And like he in in Nexoramus, he was really big. But now that he's just some guy, they made him real person size, and it's like, oh. Yeah. And, and he's re- sitting there. <laughs> he's like, I've goofed up everything. I'm the source of all the evil, and all of these cool Maldraxxus bad guys who I'm like, these are going to be raid bosses, are all sitting their hands on their cheeks like, oh, no, we were goofed on. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, so basically you're in his, like, chamber now, and then I thought it was really funny that, like, basically, Dra- like, Draven said to us, like, Champion, you hold off Kel'Thuzad while we take down all of his lesser people. So, like, literally, I feel like we just had, like, a 1v1 against Kel'Thuzad, and he did, like, all of his, like, raid mechanics from back in the in Lich King. is is really weird. <laughs> and, like, Slide was actually watching, and he was like, are you really going to, like, 1v1... Kel'Thuzad right now and I was like I guess so upon defeating him Immune I want you to tell me what happened because I think I have a diff I had a different outcome so I-, I guess the whole reason you're fighting him is because I guess he somehow infiltrated Meldraxxus and took over the lich like house and was like siphoning power off of the main like lich person who was supposed to be in head of the, the head of that household so, basically, we were supposed to, like, defeat him so, like, that, that Lich can come back to power or something? I don't know. So, basically, we defeat him by draining his power from the one that he's siphoning off of. Basically, we just put 
we end up putting Kel'Thuzad in chains. Okay, so was this established in like an after fight scene or a cutscene or something? Yeah, there was like a mini cutscene that happened. Because when I blew him up, it dropped me on my ass in Sinfall. Oh, shit. So you missed the cutscene then. So, like, what happens when you got him down to, like, a certain health, then it transitioned to, like, Kael'thas is like, I will make you suffer. I'll kill you right now for everything you made me do to my people. And he's, like, charging up his, like, giant fire blast to just kill him. And then Draven just, like, tackles him. And he's like, no, it's not your job to decide what happens to him. And then we basically just chain him up and, yeah. Boy, oh boy, would that have been neat to see. Yeah, that's crazy you didn't see it, because I was going to ask you. I was like, is is his voice the same? Like, is it the same Kel'Thuzad? And I mean, it was like, I don't know. What does he sound like? And I was like, you're a fucking it heathen. Is. heathen. I mean, it, it is. It just it seems less <laughs> intense coming from a little baby boy. But it's like, it's still this thing. It's still, ha ha ha, I'm Kel'Thuzad. But I didn't get to hear him talk much. Because I don't know if I glitched him out. I like blew him up too fast. And then it was just like. And I, I got up. And Renathal was doing his Court of Harvesters speech. Oh yeah. Because then did you get the second cut scene. With like Renathal yes, and I, Accuser I and the Curator. He, they're all like. Uh, should we use the crown? And then Renathal's like. We will use the crown. There is no leader of Revendreth. There is a court of harvesters. And he really like <laughs> stuck on it like it was a big point. I was like, y'all have been called the court of harvesters this whole time. Like it's been the reputation we've been gaining from, but I don't think that like they've ever specifically said that like at all. But like, yeah, as, as well as like, oh, this is supposed to be the moment where we're all like, Eh, they said the thing but i'm like <laughs> it's uh, also whatever. it's also really deflating because he's like it'll be run by a court of harvesters but also denathrius will come out of the sword at some point and will be in charge again i'm sorry i thought you were kidding they actually said of harvesters and not just court well so basically yes. what happened was when they were deciding whether or not renathal would put on the crown then like the 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 last uh, amulet the one that they that we got back from um Kel'Thuzad, the one of Dominion or whatever, like, the spirit of Denathrius is like, hey, Renathal, like, hey, I'm still here, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be the next me, buddy. And then at that point, he's like, nah, Daddy D, we are a court now. A court of harvesters. So I don't know if that also implied that they thought that Daddy D won't come back to charge because, like, now Revendreth is just ruled by the group of them. I, I'm unsure about what that means for the future, about if Daddy D ever comes back, but... Are we gonna get a cutscene where Renathal goes back up to that secret spire with the Naru and just, like, hucks Remoria off the cliff? Like, I've changed my mind. I've specked into enchanting now, and I've come to disenchant you for five soul ass. See, your guys' stuff just seems so much more cool and connected. You guys fucking fuck Kel'Thuzad. I'm sitting here. I never left Ardenweald. Not once for my Covenant campaign. And I'm pretty sure every other campaign traveled. 
We stayed home. We were social distancing in Ardenweald, okay? I I feel like the Night Warrior is treated as a much more important, much more perhaps enticing thing than it really was. Like Blizzard was like, you guys, you don't need to leave home. You learn Night Warrior lore. And like, I don't know if anyone really bit the lure on that one. I I think it's because they're they're teeing up for Taronda stuff because there was no Taronda in this last bit of the whole Night Warrior thing. So they're they're definitely teeing up for a 9.1 like all the Night Warriors are here, hole and found them. Let's go find Taronda. So I think we're going to get the biggest chunk of story next, but it's like boy howdy, we sure fucking did a lot of ramping up for a fart. <laughs> like come on. Yeah, so like we went to Bastion, we went to Meldraxis. I'm pretty sure our our like Covenant campaign in the last chapter was the same as Meldraxis, but um, I feel like ours has felt more important just because like the current raid tier is in our zone. But I feel like this might mean big things for the Night Fae in the future. Maybe the next raid will be with you guys. Maybe, or it'll be a jailer raid. Because wasn't was the jailer confirmed or not confirmed for the final raid boss? I think he was not confirmed, right? I thought he was confirmed for the final raid boss of Shadowlands. Fuck, it's one of the two. Maybe he is the final raid boss. I honestly can't remember. Would they have even said that? I feel like that would been have been very bad for Blizzard to be like, please get in, interested in our story. But also, the jailer does survive till ten point three. Also, I am drunk. I completely forgot this, but yeah, Aaron, you didn't know this because you didn't see the cutscene for some reason. But like the at the end of this, also we don't take Kalthazad. Like the jailer opens a portal right after we chain him up, and then like his like moss worn angels swoop in, and then they're like, Kalthazad, you're not done with the jailer yet, and then they pull him in. And so like Kalthazad is with the jailer right now. So the Winter Queen also yeeted Gorak Zal out of Ardenweald. So is she with the Jailer? Um, they're also, I found a quote here. Ian confirmed will fight the Jailer at the end of the expansion. Because there's an argument being made that expansions are only good when you know who the end boss is going to be. In Mists, it was announced at the very beginning it was Garrosh. Which is hilarious because it's like think about this like literally the whole garage thing. <laughs> Can you imagine being a horde player? And no, being exactly. Like, Yo, whatever happens, Garrosh is the bad guy, and then you go and you log in, and he's like, "Let's go to the island, champion." No, that's the thing because like they were taking commands from Garrosh, and everyone knew he was the final bass. So they're like, "Oh, great!" Because yeah, we knew Garrosh and Miss. We knew Argus. No, we know Argus. Talking about. I mean, we knew the Lich King, right? Yeah, the Lich King. Uh, who was the final boss in Burning Crusade? Wasn't it? It was. It was Illidan. Uh, yeah, it Illidan. was Illidan. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an argument that everyone's like, when we know the final boss, it's a better expansion. I mean, I don't know about shit. I don't. I don't know about that shit. But the Jailer is confirmed the last boss. So I'm thinking about it. We've only not known the final boss for two of them. The Just the ones BFA. that we've been live on. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, three, I guess, then, BFA, Legion, and Wad. I think Wad, I think people knew it was going to be Gul'dan. We were babies leveling, so we might have missed that announcement when it happened. It's not, though. It's, uh, Ar- Archie Monday, correct? 
Oh, I, I guess technically. Yeah, I guess you're. Wait, isn't there a Gul'dan secret phase in Mythic? Or, or did they make that up? Um, we fight Gul'dan in Legion, right? Yeah, or, but yeah. what's the secret phase in Warlords Mythic? Is there one? Oh, no, that's just like the alternate like dimension that Monday. Yeah, yeah, you like go into the twisting leather on a big purple circle, and then all your guild dies, and then you're instructed to kill this cunt. <laughs> Shout out to Papa Cheese. Papa Cheese. Papa. That's a quote from him, not not from us. <laughs> May that monitor rest in peace. I broke the computer again. Wait, so what if all of this is building up to like every patch, like random, like random people just like yeet like enemies to the mall, or the mall comes and rescues the big bad people? So they're just slowly building the entire end raid. So like so far, we have confirmed. Kelthazad, we have confirmed Gorek Zal, we have oh, obviously the Jailer at the end, there's probably going to be a Sylvanas fight where we I'm just sure like, and an Anduin Uther's fight. going to be oh, in there yeah. earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here's the real, okay, I the Ian quote is literally underneath it about the final boss. Ian says, honestly, it's almost the opposite of having a challenge, which he was having the identity of the final boss public at the start. It's almost easier to tell a story if you know who the final boss is, Wrath, Cataclysm, because Deathwing. We didn't openly talk about the end boss for some, like, warlords. If you were told you'd fight Archie Monday at the end, it would have been a head-scratcher. But here in Shadowlands, there is a major Titan plus plus level antagonist we are fighting. So the Jailer is a Titan plus plus, which is pretty crazy considering how strong Titans are. I also feel like that's an unfair comparison because, like, you, I, I don't know, we didn't level through the beginning of um, Draenor, but I assume, like, Archie Monday was not, like, there at the beginning of the leveling experience, whereas, like, here and in, like, all the other ones, I feel like the, the big bad was there at the beginning of the expansion, so you knew. So even if they didn't announce it, the whole expansion, you would know that this is a big bad guy, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, but that's what he's saying. He's saying that, like, it would have been weird because, like, Archie Monday wasn't specifically in the expansion at all until the final patch. So that's why he wasn't announced, because it would have been bizarre to be like, wait a minute, where the fuck does the Legion fit in here? <laughs> Call me a fool, but I feel like it's cooler to have... <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't want to sound like an ass. It's cooler to have twists and turns. I don't really like it when it's like... I mean, other than, like, the Lich King, where it's this big, built-up, like, he had been a thing since Warcraft 3. It's not cool to be like, you're going to fight the Jailer. And at the end, I'm like, we did it. We killed the Jailer. Just like I thought we would two years ago. I guess if the story has twists and turns to get there, like, he corrupts certain people, or you have to body certain mm. people and kill them, it could be interesting. Um... Because with the jailer, we don't know shit about this man. Like, who's this guy? I don't fucking know. Like, Zoval? Zoval who? Yeah, like, the thing is, like, I don't really care if they announce it at all. But, like, if they... And I feel like, I don't know, it's probably just bad storytelling on their part if, like, they feel like they can't announce the end boss and, like, because it would be confusing, maybe it shouldn't be the end boss then. But I feel like, in this case, like, 
I don't know, the Jailer's been very present throughout all of this. We've literally been in his tower, in his zone. He's been the big bad for a while now, so it would make sense that he's the end boss, even if they didn't tell us. And I assume that he's going to be omnipresent throughout all of the patches if he is the end boss. So I feel like they didn't need to announce it for us to know that he is the big bad. You know what I mean? That's fair, because he's he's there, right? So we should probably end soon, but 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 we have a, I have a quick little thing here. We have an interview with Ian, our boy, three hours and forty six minutes ago from Wellhead. He did a PC gamer Ooh. interview again, talking about endgame loot because it's a it's a hot ticket item right now about how people feel about how loot is a little bit dry right now, but how the vault can replace some of that shit. Oh my god! So like, if people are mad about this, like they've literally only played themselves because like like people love classic right and then like they just tried to like emulate the classic experience of less loot right right like it's like these these people they're just they just give the people what they want and then they're mad about it that's fucking internet gamers it's a cycle they want something they get it they don't like it it gets changed it gets it's back and forth i personally feel like having less loot is good in bfa i felt like i had too much fucking shit i had too many side grades i had too many upgrades i was running three different sets and granted i'm doing that now but i have less to itemize and i have less to worry about because i'm getting less loot does it feel bad sometimes definitely but holy shit when i get a piece it feels nice i'm i'm still waiting for that high I got it week one of the raid, and I'm still trying to chase it. Yeah, I haven't gotten any loot from raid, really. It, it sucks, but, like, that, it's fine. I mean, and, and, like, even from our Mythic Plus runs this last week, I never, I didn't, I literally didn't get anything. My only loot has, well, no, I got, like, one piece of hands, I think, but, like... Basically, the vault is king, and you need to focus on the vault. It's It forces people to do content that they don't want to do. Even doing, like, PvP, if you do three, if you win three raid of battlegrounds you have one and a half loot vault pieces right there from just three but basically ian says blizzard is happy with the way that pvp itemization is playing out which is great because i think we can all agree who pvp that it's so much better than last time the the vendors are great we have 197 loot now we can upgrade to but he says that Blizzard thinks that they can do more to make running dungeons and raids more satisfying when you don't get the item you're looking for, which is true, as you were just saying, right? Yeah, but this is also the first expansion that I actually ha- actually actively have a PvP set that like prioritizes getting like some verse in addition to like my other stats. So yeah, I also have three sets this expansion, which is the first time I've ever done that. But it is nice knowing that like whatever gear i get it probably is good for something and then we have the speculation that in spring we're gonna have 9.1 which i think that i mean like that makes sense because blizzcon line is literally like what like next month which lines up was fucking spring so yeah it's on february 19th and 20th and i don't know i don't know if like you guys I, I think we all talked about this a little bit but like tire and papa cheese kind of wanted to have a rehash of like our blizzcon but BlizzCon online episode type deal. I think that's fine. So because BlizzCon online, that is Friday and Saturday. So we can do a episode and we can do like a bonus episode where we just like get together and just put a raw edit of us <laughs> just shooting the shit drunk during BlizzCon online. We have no idea what to expect. 
hopefully it's fucking exciting. I mean, like, they have a lot of news to give out, I'm sure, so. I feel like they'll probably announce, like, what, 9.1 and maybe the next patch are, maybe? Obviously not the next expansion, but, like, I feel like they'll flesh out a little bit more about what's happening next in Shadowlands. Mm-hmm. And probably the next StarCraft Two hero. <laughs> we'll get zero information about Overwatch Two. We'll get zero information about. Yeah, I was gonna say the Diablo mobile game, but like I'm not 100 percent sure that that hasn't been released, and I just didn't know about We're it. We're getting information about it, and fucking Wowhead's running articles about it, and I'm like, boo! You're named <laughs> after the other game. Focus on them. Yo, when the fuck is Wowhead? gonna fix their shit audio their auto player i'm so tired of logging in on my phone and my songs being paused i will bring this up every week until this is resolved i'm sick of it and i'm gonna tweet at them right now tip tap tip tap tip tap that's me typing to them but now it's time for our top two bottom boot medium moot aaron what do you got this week i have a top two And it's quick, and it's simple. I got all my reputations too exalted, and it makes me feel really cool. I feel like a a big kid on the block. Nice. Heck yeah, brother. And it gave me a bunch of mounts, which maybe will come up. I put them on favorites. I haven't seen them since. I saw one of my Gargans once, and (laughs) it gave me a bunch of knife effects, They don't look so good, but hey, I'm glad to have them. And now I can officially, there will be ones where it's like reputation with that group. And I said, I don't have to do you, World Quest. I'm free. I'm about to go be best friends with Venari and get not much from that. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know you'll never be best friends with Venari. Well, I'm about to go be noticed by Venari when she scans the lunchroom. That's the best I can do. That's the best any of us can do, honestly. Truly. But, Immune, what is your TTBBMM? Well, this week, I got myself a top toot as well. And and it's also pretty quick. I mean, it's just that I got my second legendary on my main, another holy legendary, got my cape, got the cape that, well, I, I call it a cape, but it's legs, as I said earlier, but it's the cape that I never got to use in Legion, baby. It's back, and you get it this time. Yeah, like, it literally never dropped for me in all of Legion, and I was actively very mad about it, because I tried to get it, but I never got it, because, you know, legendaries in Legion were it was, it was all RNG, right? Yes. I, I, except near the very, very end where you could target it. But by that point, it's like, why bother? It's too late. Yeah, it didn't matter at that point. It was like a slap in the face. It's like, oh, you never got your res cape? That's fine. But yeah, I have it now. I use it in raid. I'm going to use it during our raid progression bosses. I'm really happy about it. Like, and whatever people say like it's like it's not the best in slot whatever like people might say it's like not even the second best in slot but like i literally got it as a personal vendetta to get this legendary and i got it so top two salad whistle what you got i got myself on medium boo read the room we're overly positive now no bitch i read the room and i hated what was inside of it Whew, child. 
I Blizzard, we got to talk about your PvP RBG rated system. Something about the numbers are giving me Scott Steiner math because shit is not adding up. This shit is big, bad, booty dragging my enjoyment down. So something tells me maybe Kurt Angle was added to the mix-up in here. Well, it was mostly Shmojo. <laughs> anyway, so I don't really understand. Last season in BFA, I did all YOLO groups to get to 1,800 rated battlegrounds. This season, because all the fucking old people came back who are good at PvP, it's impossible to get 1,600 with a YOLO group. I have to join coordinated groups, whatever. My problem is I join YOLO groups, and when we win a game, I get like four to six rating, which I get it. I'm in a YOLO group, so like my rating is affected by how much everybody else is in the average, right? But when that same group that got me plus four or six rating loses why the fuck do I lose 16 rating? How am I going to lose 16 rating with a group that when they win gets four? It makes no sense. Uh, like, I guess, like, from, like, the algorithm's point of view, you are, like, higher than the rest of them. It's still not fair. It's stupid. Especially since, like, everyone is queuing into this. And, like, it's probably just people who aren't rated yet that you're grouped with. And that, like, messes everything up. Okay, but then also what fucking happens... Me and Immune. Immune's RPG level was higher than mine. He was rated like 1540 or something, 1560. I was rated like 1490, which is actually quite a bit less. We both were in the same game on the same team. We won. Immune gained, what, 8 rating, 10 rating? It was double digits. It was like a 10 or 11. I gained zero rating. How the fuck? This man's rated higher than I am. And I got zero rating? Maybe it somehow factors in lifetime rating. And since this is my first expansion that I'm actually doing RPGs in, it's like, oh, this this poor baby. Which is crazy. What the fuck? They obviously have to have a hidden MMR system, but it's not hidden because on the scoreboard, it it shows you your team's average MMR versus their team's average MMR, which is not equal anyone's rating at all. I just don't get why I could win a game and get zero rating when I'm rated lower than somebody. Like it, it's it seems stupid that it's being dishonest, being a hidden MMR. I hate hidden MMRs. It's so stupid. So, my question to you is, why is this a medium moot as opposed to a bottom boot? It's a medium moot because at least I didn't lose rating for winning these games. So, you got your weekly honor, but you just net neutral? I got my honor, I got my conquest, but I, I didn't get my rating. I don't care that much about the rating. Like, I kind of do because I can get higher gear. I just think it's bullshit. The system, it's old as dirt right rbgs came out when does anyone know here who knows not me it, the, they came out at least a decade before we started playing the game so like like i honestly could not tell you if, if, if these came out in cataclysm in wrath in mists i don't fucking know like who the fuck knows it we're googling it on the scene 4.2 is that cata Great. Tooth, oh, oh, so they first 
came out in 2011, as far as I can tell, or am I wrong here? Yeah, four points. Yeah, yep, that's that's Firelands. I don't know, just like it's. I love RBGs. That's mostly why it's a BD movie because I I want them to be a thing. I want them to be just like revamped or to be looked at and adjusted. Do something, anything, change how the maps work. Maybe give us solo QRBGs. Do something to help out poor old me. I need help. You're going to hate me for jumping on the pity wagon here, but like I will just say that in these YOLO groups, or basically any group I join, they all assume I'm a disc priest for some reason. I mean, holy priests who? Yeah, like in like literally we're we're like the forgotten about priest class. I don't understand. Whenever I join an RBG, they tell me to join the Discord, and then it's just seven men laughing at me until I leave. <laughs> All right, well, we're signing off here because this is a long episode. Holy shit. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, complaints, emails, send it to us at do not relent pod at gmail.com or tweet at us on Twitter at do not relent pod at twitter.com. What about you guys? Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex, or Immunization on Twitter at New Era Alex, or you can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. You can also give us a rating on the Warcraft Radio podcast directory, and if you do, we'll take a shot in your honor. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Big Cheesy on Twitter.com. And you can follow our literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com at livejournal.com. And like honestly, I'm not gonna just I mean I am just gonna say it. Like this might be the reason why Lady Moonberry has her power level so high. Because she reads our live journal. She said, Champion! They used to post weekly, and then it was bi-weekly, and it's monthly at best now. I need your help. Embarrass Aaron online so he writes more. (laughs) Alright, well, we're out of here. Before we go, I leave you with this tidbit. WWE wrestler Batista is offering a 20k bounty for the maggots who defaced a manatee in Florida. Apparently, (laughs) Batista himself tweeted, If there's not already a reward for the arrested conviction of the low-life scummy maggots, M-A-G-A, maggots, that did this, I'll throw in 20K. You heard it here first. Dave Batista is fighting for manatee rights in Florida. Okay, so as a vegetarian, I'm part of a few vegan groups, like especially the Chicago vegans, and like just to get some ideas about recipes and things, but they also posted about this manatee. Somebody literally fished up a manatee and carved like Trump's name in its side and then let it out again into the water, and that's probably what this is in reference to. They carved So you heard it here, DN Army. (laughs) Dave Batista and the Chicago Alliance of Vegans are lending you their monetary and spirit energy throw a giant spirit bomb at your favorite fringe right-wing friends i thought i I thought they spray spray painted it they carved it they yeah they well it had a layer of goop on it but they carved into it and hurt it oh my god yeah 
Well, I, I'll throw in another, another 20K. I don't, I don't. Hey, did you guys have 20K that you can lend me for this for this reward, guys? So. Uh, uh, anyways, also go to our Patreon <laughs> to raise money for Sly to give it away. We don't have a Patreon, but like maybe soon we'll have $1,400 from Papa Biden. <laughs> but like I'm, I have other things I need to spend that on. So maybe I'll Venmo you like a dollar. Okay, okay, well, this is a long ending segment, so we'll see you guys next week, and we're gonna Batista bomb those maggots, and remember, another down! Do not relent! Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. For example, Batista engaged in a lengthy conversation with his followers about bologna sandwiches. Go to the deli and get shaved paper thin. Batista says, trust me on this, unless you're frying it. Extra thick in that case. Trust me on this too. What the fuck is Batista doing on Twitter? Listen, as a Filipino, he is very knowledgeable about fried lower tier meats.